Imagine being present, calm, and connected while creating a family environment where everyone can thrive. Welcome to the I Am Mom Parenting Podcast, providing inspiration and actionable steps to manifest the meaningful and magical life you desire for you and your family. We are your hosts, Dimple Aurora, founder of Mindful Evolution and Shaista Fateli, founder of Thrive Kids. Thank you for sharing the I Am Mom journey with us. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to the I Am Mom Parenting Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest with us. We have Nishma Karim. Nishma Karim is a personal trainer, a group instructor, and also carries a holistic nutritionist certification. Now, Nishma has a big, big dream. Her biggest dream is to help mothers get back into getting fit and learning how to eat so that they never have to go on a diet again. Nishma's vision is to help moms learn to love themselves, to be happier and healthier with who they are. She provides so much guidance, has so much compassion, and is able to assist so many of those who are ready to make the changes they need to be happy from within. Welcome, Nishma. Thank you so much for joining us. That was so amazing. And the way that you said it was so perfect. So thank you so much for allowing me to be here and sharing my story. Thank you. Uh, We're really, really excited to have you here and to share your story. We're so happy to have you here. I always see you on social media and you are so inspiring. And I know your biggest uh, inspiration is to help moms get back to being fit, which is what we're going to cover today. There's so much to this topic and being fit and fitness and exercise, and there's so many misconceptions and limiting beliefs around it. But I want to start with your story. So I understand that you were faced with postpartum depression, and that led you to a celiac diagnosis. And then you went on this journey of becoming very passionate about helping other mamas Uh, become fit. So please tell us a little bit about your story. Oh my God, you're going to make me cry. (laughs) As a mom, uh, the first time when I thought about becoming a mother, uh, I I went through some really hardship when I went through miscarriages. And that led me thinking that I could never be pregnant again. So from there, my depression had already started before I even got to having my child, my firstborn child. So that depression led to, I can never be pregnant. What's wrong with me? Am I a problem? And then when I finally did get pregnant, um, no, no matter how much light I had inside of me, I was scared I'm going to lose it. And then when I finally had the baby, that depression led to even worse. It became a postpartum depression. I was not okay. My exercises stopped. I couldn't, nothing that I would eat. I wouldn't care about what I would eat. I would just put things in my mouth because I had stress. I had anxiety. I was not myself. And with all of that, I had become a different person. I was not nice. I was judgmental. And, you know, as a mother, we all have this where we want to look and feel like others around us. So the comparison about others. So this mother looks like she has it all. Um, This mom looks like 
she's fit and she looks good and she has two babies and here I have one and I'm fat and ugly. And I, you know, you just, you feel this unworthiness. And I think this is where my journey started is the day when I was diagnosed with celiac. When I found out I was vitamin D deficient, I had iron deficient. I lost almost all my hair. And that's when I realized that life is more than just sitting around eating and not exercising and not taking care of yourself. And it's not just the outside of your body that matters. It's within yourself is who you are within. Because when you think about being happy, people think, oh, let's do our nails. Let's get our hair done. Let's get our makeup done. Let's go get some dresses. Let's go put some shoes on. But that's not happiness. It's within. And that is what led me to where I am today. So yes, that story is is huge. This is why I want to help moms and mothers to, to learn that, hey, you know what you're going through, it's normal. Let's work together on with where you are today. And let's make that change so that you not only look amazing from outside, you feel amazing from within. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is such a wonderful perspective to take on it. Because if you, it's working from the inside out, right? And when you feel good inside, it will radiate, right? And it, and it does, it does, it really does. When you feel good, you want to do things for your body that are good. And you want to take care of yourself and not in comparison to others, but in order to do it for you. Yes, absolutely. That's a big story. Like, it, it, you know, you think about it and you'll see all these people online and you'll say, you know, you, you, you strive to love the people around you when you start to love yourself inside. And this is why when I look at everyone around me and the people that like you guys, I'm so at, ah, oh, I love what you guys do. And I'm here for a reason. And this is why I'm here today. So I could share my story with you both so that everyone can hear it, that it's it's here. It's here to stay. Let's do this. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And where you are now, I mean, you post these fitness videos online and you share this inspiration about becoming fit. Like what exactly is being fit? Because most people think of it as like you said, looking good from the outside, but you have a great perspective on it. And what would you say to somebody who, who wants to be fit and who want, you want them to understand what the meaning of being fit is? When people think about let's be fit, they think about what size you're at. Am I a size 30? Am I a size 29, 28? Am I a size 25? What is it? That's not being fit. Um, some people think carrying heavy is being fit as well. That's not being fit. Being fit is being able to walk, being able to carry yourself in a very mannered way. Being fit is by carrying your child and taking care of them, knowing that they're around you, you're able to be with them, you'll be able to hold them. Being fit is by eating good, nutritious foods, is by loving your body for where it is right now and allowing the process to change slowly, knowing that you will get to the place that you want to be in a very good amount of time. Being fit is not rushing to get healthy. It's not rushing to become um, a model or lifting 20, 30, 80, 50 pounds. That's not being fit. 
learn to love you right now, learn your, to be who you are at this point, at this moment, making the adjustments in your mind, uh, meditating, loving the surroundings, being in the moment, carrying your child, going for a walk, going for a short jog, giving the time for yourself that is being fit. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love how you were so articulate in, in ensuring that you are putting in the present moment into this definition of being fit. So where you are right now, right? What can you do for you that will enable you to take that small, short step to getting fit? And when you're able to do that, you're able to do it in a way that's going to fill your bucket and is going to fulfill fill you um, on the in the inside, right? And it will radiate out. And, you know, there was there's so many different ways of getting fit. And there's so many misconceptions around um, getting fit. And you mentioned a few of them, right? You mentioned, you know, doing it really quickly, for example, right? Like and rushing. What other kind of misconceptions are there around being quote unquote fit? So here's, here's something I'm going to tell you about myself. And I'm just going to tell you because I've done this before. And I think a lot of mothers have probably tried to do this too. Um, we, when I was going through my issue where I would put my clothes on on myself and I would look in the mirror and I would look at myself and I would, I would not like me. I would be so unhappy with the way I look. So I would change. I'll go back and put something else on and then I would change again. And that itself made me feel uncomfortable. Am I fit? No, because I'm not thinking, I'm not feeling, and I'm not acting fit. That is the problem right there. And so when I realized that that was my problem, I wanted to work out. So at that point, I was like, no, I'm going to go work out. Now, honestly, I had the motivation to go work out, but my body wasn't ready for it. And this is the, the problem that we're having is women want to work out, but they don't have the motivation or they don't know how to work out. So that is what we're having issues with right now. So you need to start at that very slow motion. And I wasn't, I was trying to rush it. So I would go, I would put on my videos and I would try to work out. My body wasn't ready to move that way yet. No matter how much I tried, I was I was sitting there wondering what's wrong with me? Why am I not able to get to a place where I want to be right now? And I tried, I tried everything. And that definition when you say fit, that showed me I'm not fit. I'm not fit enough to do that. But I didn't realize that I was fit enough to go for a walk. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. I could have just taken the girls out, taken them in a stroller. I could have gone for a walk. I could have enjoyed the beautiful nature. I could have taken that moment for myself and just breathe in and out and let my body get there. And that was my issue. I wanted to go where I was when I was 20, not realizing that my body is not there anymore. You can't get there right away. Take your time. You're fit. You're enough. That is fit. I was able to take care of my kids. Was I not? I was able to be there emotionally and physically for them, just maybe not for myself. And that's what I needed to do was that little walk to feel fit. That's amazing. Amazing to hear you say that. I can relate to this so much because 
having a history of fibromyalgia and recovering from that movement was such a big challenge for me and still is still is a big challenge for me. And I love that you're saying start where you're at and just go for a walk, right? Just walking, it improves the circulation, improves the mindset. And I want to go back into when you said your body was not ready to work out. When you look at your story and, and the celiac diagnosis, you were mineral and vitamin deficient. Yes. Right. And that's what I find a lot of women who are malnourished and not even knowing it and trying to work out. It's so difficult for them to get where they want to be because they think something is wrong with them, but their body is not nourished enough to get to that point of working out. It's so widely um, expressed. If you look at it, people want to look like that magazine that they see at a store. They look at the woman that's in there and say, oh God, I want to look like this. You know, and, and I'm going to be honest, I'm not perfect. I look at one something or I'll, I'll see a woman outside and I'll tell my husband, hey, this is the kind of body I want. But I know that though I want that body, it takes time to get there. It takes time to be there. And this is something that I've learned genetically if your family does not have that body, it may never happen. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the truth. It's, it's scientifically proven that genetically, if your body, if your family or anyone doesn't have that certain kind of body, like the six pack abs and the six, pack, you know, the, the, the bulky arms, you know, you're not going to get there, unfortunately. And I'm going to give you me. I am my dad's body. I have the big tummy. I have the the big shoulders, but I have really small legs. And it's like, oh, what is wrong? I, I always say that to myself, what's wrong with me? Where is my tummy going? Like it'll stick out of nowhere, but everything will fit me. And then it won't close on my tummy. Like what is wrong with me? <laughs> but that part of my life, I have learned to love. It's okay, I say to myself, because I've got my dad's body. I'm not perfect, but I can work on it and it'll go by slowly. What my issue is, is my food. And a lot of people know that exercise itself is not alone. You need to nourish yourself. Like you said, you need to nourish yourself in order for your body to feel like it's ready. But the biggest part about this is to love yourself for where you are right now. Because if you complain about my legs are too skinny, my, my body's too big. My shoulders are too wide. I don't love myself. What's wrong with me? You are never going to get to the place where you want to be because no matter how skinny or how fat you are, you'll never love yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it really points to the fact around the feelings of guilt and shame, right? And I think um, society just puts on so much pressure, right? Social media, and it kind of hooks everyone into this idea that if you don't look a certain way, 
then you should look this way and you need to do this, 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 and not do this, this, this. And if you do or don't do that, there's guilt and shame around that, which leads to not loving yourself, not loving your body, not acknowledging what your body is able to give and do for you, which then gets the cycle just going over and over again. And you're not going to get to the point of feeling good about yourself or your body being fit. I noticed that a lot of women will overtrain and they will exercise sometimes twice a day and they're on a low carb diet and they're not seeing the results that they want in their body, in their weight loss, in their you know, waist circumference. So what would you say to those women who are working out so hard and not seeing the results that they want? So I totally understand the aspect of those women that do go ahead and do those exercises twice a day, because I actually work with a lot of those, those women that do that. So a lot of these women are doing challenges for the beach body challenge, or they want to look a certain way to win a competition. And, you know, I get that. I get that kind of competition and I understand that situation that happens, but what it is, is they work out in the morning and then they also do a really big weightlifting in the evening as well. And they have an 800 calorie deficit in them. Like that's all to eat each day, which is absolutely ridiculous for your body. First of all, what it is, is what ends up happening is when you start eating very low calories. And I know people that are listening to this, I've told many women about this already. When you start eating low calories for your body, yes, your body does lose weight very, very quickly. If that's what you're looking for. The issue with this is it might lose fat or uh, muscle mass where you're holding it. It could be from your hands. It could be from your legs. You don't want to lose muscle. And that's the problem that we're having is when you're not nutritiously eating properly, you're losing fat. Yes, but you're losing it from the wrong places. Now, that's number one problem that you need to look into because right there, that's a problem. They just want to get there because they want to show the muscles. They want to show you that I have the six pack abs and I look great. Now, realistically, you stop eating that way. You can never be at an 800 calorie diet for the rest of your life. So once you start eating, your body will retain that amount of fat and it'll keep it because now it's storing this fat. It's scared that you're going to go back to that 800 calorie deficit that you're going to keep eating very low and it won't have enough to take out of your body to, to burn. So now you're trying to eat and you're eating still not as many calories, but you're still eating more than the 800, but you're not losing weight. And then you're asking yourself why you're not losing weight because your body doesn't want to lose that weight. It's not going to allow you to lose that weight because it's scared that you're not going to give it enough food. So this is where food comes in. That's really, really important. It's not just the exercise. So when I was exercising, when I, before I became a personal trainer or a nutritionist, I did the same situation. I tried to eat low. I lose my weight. I start eating properly. I gain all my weight back, probably even more. 
because your body doesn't want to lose it. And I would cry. I would, I would cry because I'm working out. I'm doing hours of workout every single day, but I'm not losing weight. What is wrong with me? And I would do the same thing. And then finally, I, I realized it's not, it's not my exercise. It's my food. And because I'm, I stopped eating the amount that I was eating, the proper foods that I was eating, I realized that my body was retaining it and it was holding it. And so from there, I started to learn how to eat without, without, you know, wondering about, don't worry about calories. I forgot to worry about calories. I forgot to worry about my micros and my macros. I just ate what I wanted to eat. And when I started to eat and having a balance in my life, I realized that my body will allow it to go to the portion where it needs to go. You know, when you get to that plateau and people don't like that plateau, they don't like it at all. They are like, no, I want to go lower and lower and lower. But your body's telling you that, hey, I'm so happy and I'm so comfortable here. Can you please leave me in this area? Leave me here. But we want to go lower. So we start changing our foods again. And when we change it, we change it to the point where um, we wanted to go lower and lower. There is a reason there is, there's so much on here that I can talk to you about because there's yes, that yes, there is a place where you can say, yes, we could go lower and we could change your diet for a little while. And then there's a place where it says, no, you're fine where you are, because if you go anywhere lower, you could hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. And this is where it comes like when we talk to a lot of women about food and nutritious and nutrition, it's not just your exercise. Remember 80% of it is your food. There's something that you're doing wrong in your food that you're not losing weight. Yeah. I, yeah. I love how you brought that up. I think that's such a, such a wonderful point because we often forget that, right? We often forget the food aspect of it. Now there was something that you said, actually two things that you said that really stuck out. One was the word balance. Mm-hmm right? And one was feeling good about what you ate, right? So can you just talk a little bit more about that? What is it that worked for you? I mean, whenever I hear of diets, I don't know what it is right now, but there's like intermittent fasting, right? Eat after a certain amount of time, only eat during this window. And when you do eat during this window, only eat a certain amount of foods at that time, right? Or um, there's that, um, there's all these other ones, like these low carb diets, or no carb diets, or all protein diets. What is it that worked for you? I think when you go and look at diets, now I'm not going to say these diets are wrong. They're right. There's so many things that are good about them. So many things that do help a lot of people lose weight. So there is a research out there with all of these diets that 80% of the people that do these diets will gain their weight back. And there's only 20% of these people that do the diet that will actually keep their weight off. And that's a very low amount of people that will actually lose their weight and get in and stay off it. The problem is, is your body's looking to have a schedule. Do we not already have a schedule for our body? Think about it. When we are, when we are, when our kids are born, our milk production is telling us that the baby's ready to eat food. It has a schedule, right? How awesome is it that you know that your baby's hungry? Right away, you have milk production for your baby. There is a schedule for that. When you go to sleep, your body 
removes your toxins. There's a schedule for when you fall asleep to when you actually wake up, that your body is removing toxins out of your body already. But there's a window for that because if you go to sleep too late, it's not able to get all the toxins out. If you go to sleep too early, it's fine. There probably be able to get a few things done. There's a, your body goes through a very huge schedule. So why is it that we're not having a schedule to eat? That's my question. It's very similar, similar. When I say balance, I'm not telling you to go on a diet and go eat only what they tell you. We need carbs in our body to survive. And this is the biggest problem that a lot of people are having because they're removing carbs out of your body. Now, I'm not telling you to eat pasta and pizza every single day. Those are carbs that you maybe want to limit. So when I'm talking to you about carbs, I'm talking about spinach, broccoli, cauliflower, carrots. Those are very, very fiber, very good carbs for your body. Do not remove that. There are diets out there that will tell you limit your carrots, limit your broccoli. Don't have any of those either because they are carbs. Why are we removing that? You want bread? Eat your bread. Do you have you seen those like um, commercial where you'll see a beautiful cake and then you'll see someone eating a salad and that cake's sitting there and they're just watching that cake. They're looking at that cake. They want it, but they can't have it, right? They're eating their salad and said, why do you do that to yourself? Do you want that cake where there's that balance? Grab mm -hmm. a cake, eat a piece of cake, enjoy that cake because that's a cake you want. Is mm -hmm. anyone stopping you? There's a balance right there. If you're going to have that cake, eat. Now the question is here is when you eat your cake, how much are you eating? Mm -hmm. Are you going for the seconds and thirds and fourths and fifths? Then that, that balance, you're not having a balance in your body. You're totally removed that balance. You eat with that one piece. You're happy. You're, you're satisfied. And you go on with your day. You had that cake, you know, and that's when I talk about schedules with eating too, because um, we need to know, you know, your breakfast has to a certain time of the day. You should have breakfast. You should have... It, everyone's different body. Some people don't need snacks. Some people do need snacks. You're the only one that know what your body needs. And you need to listen to that in order to know I need breakfast. I do need a snack. I do need lunch and I need, I need dinner. But if I, some people just like three, some people like four, everyone is unique in their own ways. So when it comes to eating food, everyone has their ways of doing it. I teach you how to eat it. Oh, I love this. I love this information. It's so enlightening and so refreshing. Basically, when somebody is nourished and eating that nutrient dense foods, they won't have those cravings and that need for, you know, second and third and fourth cookie, right? Because they're so nourished and they're eating to nourish their body. So I love the fact that you've brought up body constitution and eat certain constitutions are, are a certain way for a reason and genetically as well. And there's a plateau and we end up reaching that plateau and it's healthy. It's healthy sometimes to stay there. I love the fact that you brought up the body clock and that we have a schedule and a time for all of, for all of that and the way our bodies work and the circadian rhythm and all of that stuff. And now eating in a way that where we don't have to be on a diet, we don't have to 
it becomes a lifestyle and a way of living and our bodies feel nourished. And so that is an important piece in getting fit. Like what, besides the food piece, what other obstacles prevent women from getting to the point where they want to move their bodies or work out or besides the fact that maybe they're exhausted and they're not nutrient uh, supported in their nutrients, but what else would prevent somebody from movement and, and having this active lifestyle? Stress, anxiety, Mm. not enough sleep. When I had talked about loving yourself within, that's another problem too. Confidence. It's, it's all in there. And I went through it all. That's why I'm, I, I know what the issue is, right? So when you, when you wake up in the morning, did you have enough sleep? Did you have that nice glass of lukewarm water, um, you know, in your, in, when you woke up in the morning with your lemon or cucumber? Did you enjoy that sun? Did you open up the door to feel that sun coming right through your face? Do you love the breeze when you walk out of the door? Are you so stressed that you're waking up every hour of the time at night that you're not able to sleep properly? Are you feeling anxiety? Are you rushing? Do you have so much happening during the day? Are you not able to just take a moment and think? All of this reacts to how you're going to eat. You know, those people that wake up in the morning, they're in a rush. They don't know how to eat. So they've grabbed a bar and they're, they're rushing through to eat. They're going and they're eating in the car and they're rushing. They're not eating properly. They're not chewing their food. They're swallowing is what we're saying. By the time they get to work, um, they're so busy. They don't know what they're doing. They get anything that's for lunch, a snacking on chips or something. They're not realizing what they're doing. It's just something, it's a habit. And this happens when you're not focused when you're stressed, you have anxiety of so much going on around you. Yes, that happened to me too. You know, when you have your first child, you don't know what's happening with you. You're all around the place. You're trying to help the baby. You try to figure out the baby. Why is she crying? What's going on? Is she sleeping? Why is she not sleeping? And you have chips and you have popcorn and you have something that you're just trying to nourish yourself to eat, to feel good about yourself. But it's the food that's, that's causing you to gain that weight. It's not good food. And when we are in our moment and we're able to sit and breathe, this is where we're able to really do the right thing and say, hey, this is the kind of foods that I want to eat. I tell a lot of people to um, use their phone as an alarm clock or whatever they feel. And every two to three hours, let the alarm go off. And that alarm should set up a notification for you saying, Nish, it's your time to breathe. And it just says breathe on it. And so this is where I'm like, okay, turn off. I'm like, breathe. Where am I? Am I at home? What's around me? Are my kids around me? Am I appreciated? Am I there with them? Am I giving them a hug? Am I grateful for what I have around me? Am I, what am I, what did I eat? Did I eat the right food today? Did I have a good morning breakfast? Is my mind okay? Am I rushed? write it down. What's bothering you? Write it down, read it through. Can you remove that stress so we can try to work through the day that you don't have to stress over things that are not going to matter to you? Those are some things that you just need to look at when it comes to, you know, really taking care of yourself within your mind, your body, all of that comes together. It's your mind, body, and soul. All three of those 
come together for you to have a good body, the one that you love, the one that you feel, the one that you're grateful for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Those three components coming together and it brings me back to our beginning of the conversation when you talked about the word balance. Yeah. And having that balance when you are able to extrapolate your heart brain, your gut brain, and your soul. And bringing all that together is going to lead you in a place where you do feel fit or make go into the direction of becoming fit and feeling really good about it, right? That brings me to another really important question that I had for you. Now, a lot of times, um, besides a lot of the uh, limiting beliefs that women may have around um, getting fit, there are some common challenges that they may have as well, right? And like, let's say, for example, childcare or not finding the right amount of time or not being able to fully schedule it in, um, whether it is in terms of eating or exercise, what are some practical strategies that you give to the clients that you work with in order to overcome some of these, these physical challenges that might be happening in their lives? So a lot of times, let me give you an example of my husband, just a really quick one, just, uh, just an idea. And then I'll give you one for moms. So my husband was a guy that would wake up in the morning and rush right out the door. He wouldn't even have breakfast. And then at work, he was, he wouldn't eat until lunchtime. And then he'd come home and eat dinner. Like he's that much of a rush a situation where he did not have time to exercise. Cause by the time he comes home, he had no time. He was, he finally had dinner and he took care of the kids and then boom, right to bed. Right. Uh, when he was ready to make that change, it's you need to be ready. So a lot of these women that have these excuses about I don't have time is the one of the biggest excuses that you can have. And I have to be honest with you, it is an excuse because there is always time. It's just that when you say I don't have time, you're thinking in your head because you're again, like that said, the stress that's in your head it's there. So I don't have someone to take care of my kids. I don't have someone to, um, I'm, I'm always in a rush. I'm working till, you know, from five in the morning till like five in the evening. And by the time I come home, I don't have time. I got to think about dinner. Then I got to think about, you know, putting my, giving my kids food. And by the time it's bedtime, then I have to go and give them, you know, put them to bed. I got to give them a shower. I got to do their homework. Oh my God, do you see that? Do you see that rush in your head? It's there. It's it's going to be there. Your life is a challenge. Your life is there. But if you don't have time for yourself, you're never going to have time for anyone else. It's like when they tell you, put that mask on yourself first on the plane to breathe before you, you do that for your kids. It's the same. If you can't breathe, how can you help your child? It's the most difficult thing to understand. And a lot of women will not understand that because they're not ready. And so when I started to finally realize that my life was ready and I wanted to get ready, I said, okay, let's do this. Um, I want to do this for myself. So what I ended up doing is my child was, I think when I finally started, my little one was one years old. And when I said, I'm going to do this for myself. So that moment I would keep, I do a little journal every night 
And in that journal, I would put down date, my timings. I remember I told you the schedule that I would do. So in the morning, I would say, I'm going to wake up at this time and I'm feeding my child at this time. And from this time to this time, I, I have a little bit of time for myself. So we're going to go for a walk. And then I would put her into a stroller and I would take her for a walk and then come home knowing that I've given myself that breathing. I, I, I was, I was able to get out of nature. I was able to see the people. I was able to say hi to some neighbors and say hi to everyone. And then I felt good about myself. And then I came home and now I was able to finish off the other things that I needed to get done. When I used to work, when I used to work, I used to figure things out. So my child would go to daycare. So I would drop her off to daycare. Then I would go to work. And then I, from there, I would come back home and then I would pick her up from daycare. So she was with me. She was happy. I'd feed her. I'd give her some, you know, I would plan my breakfast and dinners beforehand. So how I would do that is at night, I would do my breakfast, get them all ready. And for dinner, I would write down what I'm going to write down for dinner. So every Sunday, what I would do is I would write down my dinners. So on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, this is what am I going to make? And when is the day that I'm going to order? And when is the day that we're going to eat leftovers? So then on my, on Sunday, I would do all my grocery shopping. So guess what? For the whole week, I'm set. I have everything. I don't have to worry about nothing. And if the, if the cooking part is easy for me, I'm very good at cooking. Now, some people are not, but this is where you would have to figure out what you would think about buying or, or getting within one week. It's a schedule, right? Everything's a schedule. You plan your day. Yeah. Is it going to be perfect? Absolutely not. It's not going to be perfect. And this is where I always talk about expectations. Now, life is not perfect. Never expect anything to be perfect. Allow things to happen on its own. Figure it out. Tell yourself this is what you want. If it doesn't happen, it's not the end of the world. You're going to have to try another way of doing it. It's going to happen. If you want it really badly, it will happen. If you don't really care about it, you're not going to worry. You're not going to do it. Now, unfortunately, this is something that a lot of women that I'm going to work with, that I want to work with, will need to know, yes, I want to do this. Yes, my mind is transferred. I'm going to make time. I'm going to make it happen. And you will make it happen. 10 minutes a day is not hard. If you either wake up earlier than your kids, that works. Great. 10 minutes right there for yourself. If you're going to do it after you come back from work, 10 minutes is not going to take away your time. If you're going to do it after the kids go to sleep, absolutely, 10 minutes. Yes, we're tired. All of us are exhausted. We have so much going on in our lives. And I'm not going to say we don't. I have so much happening. And I still took that 30 minutes or 40 minutes, whatever, and talked to you guys. So if it's, I'm able to do this, anyone can do it. Oh, I love it. I love all this information. This is so inspiring, Nishma. I, I'm so in awe of everything that you're saying. And you've touched upon so many levels. I mean, the mental, the spiritual, the the emotional readiness. And it's 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 fabulous information. So when somebody is has made that commitment and they've made that decision that they are ready to get fit. Is walking enough? What is the next step? When you're ready and you haven't worked out in so long, and it does, it's going to take a while for you to get back to where you were, I would start with a very slow, I would start right at the bottom again. I did not start walking and I, I went straight to my workout. <laughs> but you are the only one that knows your body. So you need to 
figure that out on at that moment at that time. So this is when you say, I want to work with the personal trainer, or I do want to work, or I want to go to the gym. This is how you start because then you kind of figure out where you're at, right? You don't go right into weight training. No, please don't. If you haven't done this in so long, starting point is a 10 minute walk. Then from there, I want you to go to like maybe a 20 minute walk with a two or three minute jog in between. Once you get to that stage where you're able to jog a little bit more, now let's do some HIIT workouts. You can start with a very slow starting rate, a 10 minute HIIT, you know, you do a 10 minute HIIT, see how your body reacts to that, because that's going to give you that assurance. Oh my God, I haven't used this muscle in so long. It's hurting me today. You know, I'm using this muscle, it's hurting. And then from there, you take some time for yourself. Again, you need to give yourself some time for your muscles to get back to normal. And then you do, uh, then you go from there. So for at least one week, you do 10 minutes. The second week, go to 15 minutes. The third week, go to about, stay at 15 to about 20 minutes. And then within a month's time, you'll be at 30 minutes, not even realizing how fast you got there. And I swear to God, like if you're just looking at feeling good about yourself and just feeling like you're happy and you just want to lose a little bit of weight, 30 minutes of workout a day is good. You're good to go. You're happy. If you're looking at really gaining that muscle, I start with low weights, resistance weights. I start with five pound weights. So when I did it with my husband, we started with five pounds for a whole week. He got really used to it. We then changed it to 10 pounds or eight pounds. See how that goes. Do that for about a week to two weeks. Once you get really, really, you're ready to move on, you go higher and higher and higher, but you start on the bottom of the ladder. You never start from the top. You will hurt yourself. The slower you go up, the more you will be like happy. You will be able to use your muscle. You'll be able to get higher and higher and better and better. And that's the way you start. Don't go up so fast, go slow. Slow is the way to go, go slow. And you're the only one that knows how your body's going to be. So from there on, the whole point is, is to get your muscles to work, your heart to work. The whole point is for you to sweat. Um, again, depending on what you're looking at, what your goals are, right? If you're looking at cardio itself will make you lose weight, but will it give you any kind of lean muscles or like anything? A lot of those people need a little bit of that to keep your body fit or, you know, your body a little bit more stronger. You need weights in your life. And if you're talking about weights, you need weights till you're older, because they say that in order for you, the older that you get, get, and you do keep on, you know, lifting weights, it's actually good for you because a lot of these older people, they start shrinking. And if you don't want that, you need to keep lifting weights, either it's five pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, whatever it is, lift your weights. It is very important. You don't have to be buff to lift your weights. That's the big, big thing. That's something I just, I tell everyone, lift your weights. It's good. Even three pounds. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that physical strength component is so important, right? And to just continue to build upon that, right? Mm -hmm. What's your perspective on loving the exercise that you do? Uh, Good one. That is is amazing that you asked that question. Okay, so I have been asked that question numerous times. As a personal trainer, do you like to exercise? I've been asked that many times. I'll be honest with you. I love to exercise, but in a group setting, I love groups. I love to do it with a lot of these people around me, knowing that I'm with them. 
But with COVID that was happening, I had to do it by myself and I had to do it downstairs. Now that means you need a lot of motivation when it comes to working out on your own. Huge thing that I got to tell you is do what you love, right? You got to move. So if you think that swimming is going to give you that cardio, cardio, go do it. It doesn't mean that you stop lifting weights. That's something that I need to emphasize is though you love to swim, go still go lift some weights, do something that will keep, keep your body lean because that's going to help you at older age do it, but do it, go, you know, you don't have to run on that treadmill or the equilibrium or whatever they call it. Sorry. I'm so all of it today. Elliptical. 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 Yeah. Um, A lot of people think that they have to do that just to, to keep their heart going. No, you know, you want to play tennis, go play tennis. That's a lot of fun too, right? You want to go swimming, badminton, you want to go for a jog. Um, Everything you do, do it in moderation though. The more you do too much of it, it's not going to be good for you. So if you do if you go swimming every single day, I got to be honest, it's, it's not going to be a good thing. Do swimming, but then do something else as well. Do something else that will move your body, but change your muscles. So if you're going to go swimming, do your swimming twice, twice a week, fine. But then do something different that will help other muscles to work too. Right. So that's something that you want to look into. Um, I love playing tennis. If I had, if I get to play tennis, I will not do my workout that day. I'll play tennis that day and I'll play for the 30 minutes or 40 minutes or, you know, you tend to love doing stuff and then you're sweating and you're enjoying yourself. Yeah. That's amazing. Badminton. I love to go out with my kids to the water park and run around with them. That's something I like to do too. Right. I got my workout right there. Um, the other thing I love to do is I, I honestly love swimming too, as well. So I go with my kids, I take them to swimming. And I'll take a little lap while they're playing the little corner in the swimming pool. And I'll take a few laps and I'll be happy with that. So do something you love. But the whole point is, is to move your body because that movement will help you mentally. Because if you don't move at all and you're just up and down, you're just in the house and you're just at home and you, or you're just working and coming back home. Yeah, you're moving, but it's not for your mental health, it's more because you have to do the things you have to do and everything that you do that will, that you enjoy doing for yourself, that is the kind of movement you want to do. Yeah. And I think um, you're also touching upon the fact that every movement that you have, there are elements in them, right. That will make you feel good. That will have an impact on you have that physical response and that those endorphins that, that um, get, get released when you are working out. Right. And I also really liked how you are saying to do things that doesn't involve buying a $5,000 Peloton. So you can, you can go out for a walk, you can play tennis, you can go to the water park or go swimming with your kids. I think those are all fantastic tips that all of our listeners are going to really take away. And they're just very practical. They're things that are easy to do. And there's also permission there, right? Giving permission to do things that give you pleasure, do things that make you feel good and make you feel whole. Yeah, one of the biggest thing I'm going to tell is if anyone, when you are just there, think about the fact that you're at the moment. I think that's the biggest impact that I want to take, I want to give everyone else. It doesn't matter what you're doing to it for yourself. Do it that you know that you're enjoying it and do it because you're at that moment. 
and take that deep breath and know that you're loving it. And then tell yourself, I love myself. I love me for me. I love my body and I'm going to keep my body the way it is. And I'm going to enjoy each moment of this body. And no matter what it is that I have, my body is so strong and it's led me to where I am today. And it's because of my body that I'm able to have kids. It's because of my body that I'm able to walk. It's because of my body that I'm able to to be able to do the things I have. I have my hands, I have my legs, I have my eyes, I have my nose to smell, I have my beautiful hair, and I have my facial and I have my face that loves everyone. So if you can say that to yourself every single day, no matter what you do out there to sweat and to feel good about yourself, you're always going to feel good about yourself. Oh, those are such beautiful, beautiful words. I, I'm so in awe of you, Nishma. Thank you so much for joining us today. I can relate to so much of what you said. Like I said, movement has been, been the biggest challenge in my life, my entire life. And I love that you brought in uh, all the levels of being of health and well-being in the definition of being fit and covered so many of those areas today. And, and I love the idea of loving what you're doing in the present moment, even with uh, our family, I, my husband and I are, we're on a mission now to just do more family sports, right? Mm -hmm. So that we could move and, and, and love, just love the idea of moving our bodies. And that is so important. What you left us with here today is because you love yourself you move your body. And in order to fall in love with yourself, you must be moving your body as well. Absolutely. So, thank you. So where can our listeners find you? I am all over the place. <laughs> um, the most place that you can actually find me is on Instagram. It's fit inspired mama. Definitely. Um, you can reach me out there anytime. I'm always on my phone if you ever know me. <laughs> and um, also I have a, a group on uh, Facebook as well called Fit Inspired Mama Podcast, which I also have. And you can reach me there as well. I have lots of women that I am with on there as well. And the whole point here is to help everyone reach their goals to no matter where they are at. And what oh. is your podcast called? Because Nishma has a beautiful podcast filled with amazing, amazing inspirational guests. And I would love for our listeners to hear about your podcasts. Thank you so much. It's called um, Fit Inspired Mama Podcast. <laughs> yes. And you can you can see me anywhere. I'm, I'm on Spotify, YouTube, uh, Google, Apple. I'm, I'm everywhere. So yes, absolutely. Please do do message me, let me know. If you have any questions, I'm here. Um, I, I, I will be starting up a really fun five-day challenge for uh, losing weight for women that want to challenge themselves in losing weight, which I will be handing out some free workouts as well. And we'll be doing some meditations and we'll be doing some, some really cool stuff that we can put together. So that's something I'm going to be putting onto those websites. So if you do show up and you're there, please do. I cannot wait to uh, get to know you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nishma, for coming on today and for, for sharing your story and for giving us all of these wonderful suggestions and really, really great and um, practical tips on getting fit in a holistic way and feeling really good about it. Thank, Thank you, so, you much. so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys. <laughs> Thank you, Nishma. Take care. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for joining us on the I Am Mom Parenting Journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and head on over to iTunes to leave us a review. We invite you to check out the show notes for this episode and click on the link to join our free Facebook community to stay connected and continue the conversation with other like-minded moms. Until next time, stay inspired, take action, and create magic.